Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And you guys are in for a massive, massive treat today. I have my dear friend Yasmin Ryback on the show. And wait until you hear her story. Stay with us. And here we are. We are back. Let me bring Yasmin on. Yasmin, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. I know. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> our, our dear buddy, Glenn Morshower, brought mm-hmm. us together. You're in, in his acting school. I am. And you are one of the star students. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I've I've seen you do some scene work, and I would say that you are absolutely amazing. So we have some amazing people already joining us, and everybody I share love, this I out because it. I got to tell you um, what Yasmin is going to share as part of her story um, is. It, it 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 can impact a lot of women um in a very good way she's you know my my book yasmin is called walls of wisdom turning pain into profit so like mm. your pain can profit other people so I, I i i can't wait to get to that part of the story but let's talk about first where you were born and raised let's let, let's let's roll with that yeah i was born in chicago um, <laughs> hi Donna and, um, born to my, my mom was married, um, young at pregnant 19, had me when I was 20. Um, but unfortunately my parents were actually already separated before I was even born. So my mom was a single mom when I came into this world and, um, dad was kind of in and out of my life, but, uh, it was not easy. She was, just getting a diploma in nursing school as I was growing up, just trying to make a life. But, um, you know, she went on welfare for a bit of time, to be honest. I mean, we had milk crates and a car table for dinner table in a small little flat in Chicago. Um, So I came from real simple means, like real simple, Um, very humbling. yeah, but mom just, you know, and honestly, it's just like a, I persevere because the example I have before me between like grandmothers, my grandmother coming, not even finishing high school from Puerto Rico and coming to the States, just trying to make a better life for herself. Same thing with mom being single and just trying to create a better life for herself. Just yeah. struggles, a whole lot of struggles I had like around me. And that's all I, I kind of feel like I know. Um, but because I know that, I feel like, that's normal for me. (laughs) Um, so struggles or like, you know, conflict or any of those things, those aren't abnormal to me. I don't know. I kind of almost expect them. 
and wow. um, and and embrace myself for it. I don't know. Maybe, I just maybe maybe we can do some live coaching, and I can help you through that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you know, Glenn, Glenn and I talk about this a lot. Like you get what you expect out of life, right? So oh, for sure. We, we gotta, we gotta stop expecting struggles. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect them, but I just, I, I don't know. know if they come, they show up. If they show up, they show up. If they don't, they don't. But when they show up, it's no big deal. You know, that's how, <laughs> that's how I that's feel about how it. That's how you are. I know. It's amazing. So, so, so you, now how long were you in um, Chicago and were you always, um, was your mom like always single or did she end up finding someone and remarrying? How did that go down? Yeah. So mom, um, met, uh, she went to a disco to celebrate her divorce, her official divorce. And in that celebration, she was at a disco club in Chicago and she is literally shows up at a disco by herself. I don't know who does that. Wow. But my mom does that. I and may have done that. Have you? A <laughs> <laughs> loader disco joiner. And so in doing that, she sits down on the stairs and this guy comes up to her and says, Hey, you, you could get stepped on just so you know. And um, he ends up chatting with her. They, they go to the bar, they chat it up until it closes. And she ends up, um, he ends up taking her home in a taxi and that ends up being my stepdad. So wow. um, mm -hmm. two days, I was two years old. So really, <gasps> hey, Frank. Oh my gosh. <laughs> high school friends. Yeah. So oh, we'll get to high school awesome. too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, and I grew up half my childhood in Chicago. Hey, Tom. And um, in half in the burbs. So um, I really fortunately felt like I had a father figure my whole life yeah. and didn't really feel like I had that void. Um, yeah. So in doing that, which is interesting, I, um, nobody, I was the first college graduate in my family or seeking to be at least. And yeah. in high school, my mom goes, Hey, your dad hasn't been paying that child support payment. And I'm like, so what does that mean? I learned that it, it's still owed to you. I was like, really? Cause we had no way of me going to college. Like we had no money saved. I didn't even know what the application process was about. But my mom knew that she was going to break this cycle of early giving birth to children early in their, you know, early in your years and just make a better life for me yeah. better. And kind of, she was wanting to break that cycle because right. it's generations and generations of this stuff. So um, she finds out, uh, we have a hard time finding my dad, be honest, my real dad, he's Filipino and mm. my mom is on, I'm half Filipina, half Puerto Rican. Wow. So, um, Long story short, hopefully the FBI is not listening, but I'll tell you anyway. So <laughs> they might be. They might be listening. Okay, so I'll just say it anyway. So we have uh no, I won't go that far. We know somebody in the FBI. And so Oh wow. <laughs> it took like a year to find him. And so kind of in back back wow. workings, they found my dad. So he calls my mom, and says, Hey. Vibs, it's been like a year and I'm really apologized, but we found him. And she was like, what? 
And he's like, yeah, but I'm sending a guy out there to verify the identity. And she's like, okay, so stay <laughs> and stand by and we'll figure and we'll I'll verify. Oh so he calls God. back and she says, Hey Rob, he says, um, it's him. It's him. It's normally the FBI doesn't get involved in, in child support stuff. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, oh my god so my mom's dramatic you know she she's like listen here's the address here's the phone number we're done you never heard from us this is it so my mom oh i come home god. from school and she calls the number and she's like hello bernardo this is a voice from the past <laughs> yeah gabe good old detective work and um this is a voice from the past. This is a voice from the past. Because that's my mom. She's dramatic. Yeah. Like, in that way. You're not and at he, all. No, not at all. <laughs> I take it down, notches. <laughs> but yeah, she um oh he knew immediately her voice. And he went, Oh, hey Mark. <laughs> um, and so with he went, that, oh. he went, Oh. Uh, yeah, not good. But out of that, can you believe it? I found out that I have a bunch of brothers and sisters. Wow. I was an only child, like my whole life, only from my mom and dad. And I found out, and he goes, would you like to talk to them? And I was like, so when I'm 18, I realized oh I have a whole family of siblings I didn't even know about. So, um, wow. yeah, we're really close to this day. I'm actually, really? mm -hmm, I actually ends up having one of 11 siblings now. I kind of found out. Wow. Yeah. Your dad was busy. He's a busy guy. Yes, he <laughs> was. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, and was, where what, was he in Chicago? Oh, he was in Chicago for a blink. Hmm. Um, and then he ended up in LA. And oh I have a whole bunch of siblings in LA, a whole bunch. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah. And, but we're so close that I ended up being godmother to them. Um, my nieces and nephews were super close. And you know what? It's just all our stories run similarly. We yeah. all, you know, my dad, it was not present, but it doesn't mean that that's the end or yeah. it doesn't mean, I mean, I don't know, but we all come from moms that push that push forward, that push ahead, that want more from hyena, who want more out of life, right? And yeah. you make you make a series of choices that might have been you picked a bum guy or whatever, but yeah, you know. But that's the commonality. All our moms are tough, push moms. They push for more. Yeah. Wow, that is so incredible. So, did you? Um... <laughs> Doug said there's a place called Filipino town in LA. Get out. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I've been that's not real, once. Doug, is it? He would know. He's traveled all over the world. So <laughs> so so did you did you develop a close relationship with your dad? You know, um I think he has I think he has issues with attachment or wow. connecting because i mean if you have that many children from yeah. maybe five like five different women yeah. that you can up and leave 
those kids behind in your genes. I think there's that, honestly, that's my, my personal opinion. Like, I don't know, but I do think there's a connectivity issue. So, um, he reaches out, um, and he chats and I think he's in a state of asking for forgiveness and, um, and being very sorrowful for his choices and the position he's put me in and all of our siblings, he's in a different place now. Um, but you know, in truth, um, it's been, it is real Corey. Oh, wow. I got to go there (laughs) in truth, in truth. I just, Uh, I've lived a beautiful life, honestly, without the drama and without the negativity. And I don't have a good threshold for that kind of stuff in my life, to be honest. So, so you, you, I, I mean, okay. So it's apparent that your, your dad is good at at least one thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. or enjoys it at least. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so you, but so you develop this relationship at 18 years old, you find out you have 11 or is it 10? You're one of 11. Yeah. 10. 10. ten. So ten other ten brothers and sisters. Dear yeah. Lord, have mercy. And and they were were they all in LA? Um, there's one in the Philippines. I have a wow. brother that I have not met in the Philippines, to be honest with you. Oh my god. And mm-hmm. and um three I was living with, and so the other six are in um all California. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what did you did know, your... my brother is two months older than me. Come on. <sighs> Hold it. Let me I have a brother that's two months older than share, me. And then carry the one and whoa. Yeah. Wow. So we're the same age. <laughs> wow. And so when I say si- siblings, they're all half siblings. You know, we have the same yeah, dad right. or, or yeah. the same mom at one point, but yeah. yeah. And he's actually a beautiful, beautiful human being. His name is Nate. So these are my siblings. It goes Nate. Then we have Olympia and Barbara and Christine and um, Carla and Jennifer. And then um, for my stepdad, I have Raymond, Laura and Ashley. And then the brother in the Philippines. Oh, and I have, um, I think I have like a five-year-old sister now. He's still busy. Yeah. He's still busy. (laughs) Still busy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. You're 18. You find out about all this. You're getting ready to go to college Mm -hmm. and you go off to college. I go off and I've got big dreams. Where'd you go? (laughs) I started community college. Um, I went to Rolling Meadows high school and um, started the community college. And then from there, my dreams were to go to Loyola university of Chicago. And um, we went the economical route. And so my mom's like, Hey, can you just do community for the first two years and then transfer into Loyola? But I, that's exactly what I did. And okay. so I got into my dream school, um, figured out how to do that. I've never, nobody, my mom couldn't help me. Nobody knew how to apply to college and I had pre-med focus and then I got distracted by boys. And so they said, Hey, <laughs> you, um, you might want to consider nursing school. We have a Niehoff school of nursing you can go to. Oh. And so I went, I, I, I changed focus to nursing. So ultimately I graduated with a BSN in nursing. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. And you became a nurse. Mm-hmm. Oh it took me God. a while because I fell in love 
at 21. Uh, and I was, I had moved a couple times um, with Larry. And so um, every time you move, they don't take all your credits and you kind of have to start over or uh, partially. So it took me a really long time, but I did. I, I got my bachelor's. So you ended up becoming, college graduate. you became a nurse. Did you work mm -hmm. like as a nurse anywhere? Um, yeah, I did surgery and pediatric pulmonology. This is Laura is a client and dear friend of mine. She's a, a, a nurse practitioner. So you are. Yeah, she is. She's awesome. Nurses rock. <laughs> and you nurses too, rock. Laura. Yeah. Oh. So, so <laughs> wow. So how long did you do the nursing thing? I had no idea that you were even a nurse. That's insane. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. No, I thought oh, you yeah, like yeah. were born into this world as an actress and model. Well, I tried, but mom, you know, mom was not having that. She was like, listen, get your head out of the sky and those clouds you need is just, just get into nursing. Stop it. Nursing is an economic, you'll always have a job as a nurse. No problem. Come on, get your, like, what are you doing? Stop. Like, I was oh like, oh, so yeah, I tried modeling oh. when I was in college and she just pulled me out. Wow. So yeah, you know, and she's like, she's a person who just wants stability. Like she's a person of stability, like, yeah. uh, because she's a had, she hasn't had it her whole life. So that's what she wants for me. So she was like, yeah, yeah. Joan. <laughs> yeah. That's just, I know some of you guys only know me here and today, but yeah, yeah. there's, there was some journey to get to today. So, um, so, so you, you, how long were you a nurse then? I don't count years. I have to tell you. I don't know. I live on the day. But did um, you like work okay. in a hospital, a doctor's office? What did, where did you? Yeah. So my rotation was um, operating room when I was a nurse okay. in nursing school. And so I ended up in the private practice sector and I ended up doing plastics in, okay. in um, circulating the operating room. Okay. And then, um, and that was in Minnesota. And in Minnesota, I also did pediatric pulmonology for a clinic at Children's Hospital there. Yeah. Ah, that's true. We're always yeah. a nurse. That's always right. a nurse. Always loving, always caring, always nurturing, always taking care of people. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I've always been in nursing. I just dabbled mostly in it, just very, very part-time, which is the beautiful thing about it. You can raise a family and still work. And I did that all up until um up until five years ago, where I made the full commitment to go into acting and modeling, just fully commit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. so along this journey, what, so, you know, I've told the story many times that I, you know, I, I've owned a business most of my adult life. And there was this one day, um, my wife and I had just opened an office. We'd only had the business a couple of years and, and mm -hmm. I started it before I met her. But um, so this guy that worked for me walks in. He goes, um, hey, uh, boss, he's this big dude. There's a there's a there's a dude out in the parking lot looking in the windows of your SUV. And I'm like, well, tell him to get the hell out of here. And he's like, well, I would. But he has it blocked with his tow truck. <laughs> and I was oh. like, oh. ah, so that was a really bad day. So, you know. I've had, you know, challenges in business and, and things like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and it sounds like you were raised in, you know, your, your mother had challenges when, when you were growing up. Um, have you faced any challenges like that as an adult where you were like, man, I, I I'm going to have to live on ramen noodles for a, a couple months or. I don't know what can, but I don't, for some reason. And I, I don't know. And there's a lot like, like, Okay, I this is how I feel about things, but I don't understand the why behind it, but I can just tell you what I know, how yeah. I feel. But there's a why behind it. Glenn is like beautiful when he can explain the why, but I'm just yeah. gonna tell you what I, <laughs> and I'm not very, I don't know, the depth of it. Like I don't, I don't dig deep into my whys. I just know it's the right thing to do yeah. in my situation. Or it just, it's a gut feeling I just really, really go by. But, um when I was in Minnesota, I just felt like there was more to me than just nursing. There was more to me than just being a wife. There's more to Mm. me than just being a mom. And, um, and I think being a city kid too, though, I, um, I have barriers to be honest. I mean, I put up emotional barriers. Um, and I'll be, I just thought about this last night that I actually feel a lot like, I feel like I have emotional receptors that are really open and wide. You know how some people just like their receptors are not so open and some are closed. Yep. Um, I feel mine are really wide open and I feel and sense so much that I have to almost create a barrier because I, I can't keep feeling other people's vibe. Um, Greg. And so I think I put, I really had barriers put up. And I knew that if I took them down, like to the point that when I watch a movie, I literally was like so emotionless, I would be cold in wow. movies. I wouldn't cry. Um, someone dies or crying and pouring their tears in front of me. I was like, that. sorry, you feel that way. Like I was just like, but I knew there's something more. So you did, that that I could on, be, you did that on purpose? Oh yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah. That's how so I've been living the, my life. RBF, the resting bee face. <laughs> no, this is my resting. That's nice. <laughs> I don't get you, but okay. This is. <laughs> right. Bless your heart. But, um, but I realized that uh, my second daughter was born, Ava, and she is a feeler. She is. And today I realized she is so me. And I realized that she's a feeler. She is like receptive and she would just say exactly how she feels. She's very, um, very verbal, very highly verbal since she was little, like, and she would say exactly how she feels. And I realized like, I could be a better person if I allowed myself to feel more, I could be a better wife, a mother, you know, like a daughter, a friend. I'm like, you know, what if? what if I could just take that down a little more? Um, but I have that natural curiosity about life. That's how I, my nature is. I'm curious about everything. Yeah. So like, I was curious. I'm like, how can I, I mean, wh- what if it could be better? So um, I had been approached when I moved to Minnesota, I had this crazy angled bob, like short, severe, black. Um, and I was approached and recruited to be in a pageant. And I literally was breastfeeding a baby. This woman comes to my table, Wendy Russo, and she says, I could tell you're not from around here. I was like, well, yeah, I'm from Chicago and I'm in Minnesota. She's like, yeah, I could tell. She's like, you should do a pageant. 
And I was like, you're full of it. And so I go to the bathroom, finish breastfeeding, come back. The girl is still there at the table oh talking my to my God. husband. I'm like, go away. But then it was a year later. I was like, you know what? I thought about that thing. I was like, you know how you people run marathons? Yeah. And they have an end in mind, a goal. I'm going to, this is my fitness to my marathon and I'm going to run it. Well, this is like my marathon, the pageant. So I decided to do it. And I called her and rang her up and she was like, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. So um, it was kind of my litmus paper test to yeah. see how authentic and real and, and my truth, how, um, how, how visible that was going to be and how it, the essence, my essence, how true. Right. So I went through the process. I went to a women's retreat to get closer to God and just open up and just have all the feels and just open up to other women about how I feel. I got rid of, I was working on my baby bump, getting rid of that. So I was in a fitness program. I beautified and just actually got a haircut and learned how to put on makeup. Like I didn't know how to put eyeshadow on like I, and then, and then pageant. And then the worst part was the communications. I had to hire a communication specialist because I could not speak. I could not, if you asked me, so <laughs> what do you like to do for fun? I'd be like, well, I, um, okay. So I do ballet cause I did that on Monday. I, I have a book audio. I'm listening to an audiobook, So, um, I, on this, so I did that. He's like, why are you looking at your calendar to tell me what you like? Oh my God. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know. I was all kinds of a mess and wow. super not in touch with my heart, how I felt so wow. distance, not connected, no connectivity, none. Wow. And um, so this um, communication specialist worked on me hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but it was the day of going and it's just get, getting on stage, doing my thing in a bathing suit, speaking from the heart, getting asked impromptu questions. I have no idea to prep for um, wow. just in a room, um, just with other wow. women and just, uh, yeah, it's just putting a gown on how to walk in that, how to walk in your heels, how to keep your chin up high, like all those things and being presentable at the same time, but authentic. What pageant so, was it? Test. That was Mrs. Minnesota. And mm -hmm. that was, um, 2011, 2020 was the year I went and, uh, I, I had no idea I was going to win. But the litmus test said I was breaking through. I was wow. being authentic. There was truth in what I was saying. I was being finally like revealed. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then I went on to Mrs. America and met some of my most dearest friends in there. And oh, made so um, you. Let's hold on. We just kind of glazed over that kind of quickly. Uh, you won Mrs. Minnesota pageant. Yeah. You won. Crazy, right? So you're like Mrs. Minnesota. I'm Mrs. Minnesota. Yeah. That is unbelievably cool. Yeah. And I did wow. lots of speaking engagements, connecting with the community, telling my story, inspiring. God, it was like one of the hardest years I've ever worked. It was a labor of love. You know, it was, um, you know, wearing that <laughs> crown. I did crazy things like God. driving around. <laughs> what? You said, God, it was one of the hardest years of labor. It was. So that's so cool though. Like I, I, you're the yeah. first Mrs. 
pageant winner ever I've had on the show. That's incredible. Oh, you should have more of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, hook your brother up. So, oh. so, you know, that's incredible. So you went from, I want to talk about this. I don't want to, I don't want to glaze over this. So you, you went from, I, I don't want to say that it was a feeling of, of insecurity, but you sure as heck didn't know what you were doing. It sounds like, and, yeah. and, and that would create insecurity, right? Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, so I'm not feeling real wonderful about this. Um, but you pushed through it and you, you hired the coaches you needed to hire and, and, and did you have, and be honest, did you have yeah. in mind, I'm going to kick, I'm winning this biatch. <laughs> I'm well, winning this deal. Was that, there was, that was a, there was a fierce competitor in that group. And um, honestly, I knew it would be down to the two of us at the very least. Wow. But in the end, I just didn't care. I was just doing my thing. Um, but I knew, but I knew I was a standout. I knew the eyes were on me. I could, you know how you can sense, sense yeah. it. And I could feel, and because I'm feeling right, I'm feeling more than ever now because I've opened up my receptors. I felt like I could feel the other women and, and the insecurities and the wonderment from them. Um, but I didn't have that because for me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't going to define me. It was my, it was my marathon, right? That's yeah. how I felt about it. The journey of me opening up and getting in shape and like learning how to put on makeup for goodness sakes, like that in itself, I already won. I already <laughs> right. won. Seriously. That's how I felt. Yeah. And this was just, I, you know, I've, I, I, I've known a couple of, I, I knew, um, it's a long story, but it was, a an, a cousin of my ex or whatever, but, um, she was runner up to miss Ohio. Mm. And, 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 you know, I've, so I've met some people in that world and a lot of, a lot of women in that world and, and men that are in bodybuilding and, you know, some of them are very not friendly like you are. How, I don't know how to say it. They're kind of, kind of think their doo-doo doesn't stink <laughs> so to speak and you're not yeah. like that in any way no well i think there's a huge shift in pageantry for authenticity um for they're tired like nobody wants to see the pageant patties anymore and that's yeah. what they said the, um in the back room the judges pulled me inside and they just said you are such a breath of fresh air you are so natural that's like, awful. you're not like, like, <laughs> like yeah. and this is me. And I just show up. I'm like, Hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. There's, and, and that's, I think people relate to that. And that's, I, but I just didn't know how any, oh, it's called arrogance. Maybe. <laughs> there might Maybe. be. Yeah. Maybe. Well, so, so, so you went through that. You won, you went on to, is it called compete? Um, for Mrs. Sure. America. Yes. I went to nationals, went to Mrs. America. Wow. Um, I placed in top, top six there. Um, <laughs> and I know some Mrs. Worlds if you're interested. Oh yeah. Oh my and my God. dear, dearest friends all, um, 
became Mrs. World. <laughs> Funny oh enough. God. So yeah. And I honestly did not know I would place even that high at in nationals. Um, for I've never, ever done a pageant in my life. Like never done anything like this in my life. Never modeled, never anything. Wow. <laughs> so um, but it's it's the process, right? It's yeah. If it's an end in mind, but I was enjoying the process, the journey, the, I was already winning. So I was like, eh, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, it was just, it was okay. And yeah. I think when you're not obsessed with the end in mind and, and try to force outcomes, yeah, I think it just naturally, it just let, I let it unfold beautifully. Just let it go. Just let it unfold the way it is. Cause it's meant to be, it's meant to be, um, I don't know. That's just how I am. I just don't force it. I love um, that. That's amazing. Yeah, right? That's amazing. I don't force so, anything even. Oh, yeah. What what uh, were there any challenges along the way? Um in life or in pageantry? In the in that whole pageantry series mm. there. I already know you've had challenges in life. We'll talk about that, but pageantry I feel like you know what? I was really um being receptive, I also feel like I can, I have a good tick, like picker. Yeah. I can pick good people. Yeah. So in having a good picker and just um, like really knowing, uh, going with my gut. Yeah. And I listen to that so, so strongly, those nudges. And my grandma's always taught me like to listen to them. Yeah. And I just surround myself with the right people, the heart, like good hearted people, people that are um, unselfish and loving and kind and don't yeah. have an agenda. Um, honestly, I don't have a big threshold for people to be around people that are less than that, to be honest. And I think that's about setting boundaries in your life. Like, what yeah. are you willing to tolerate? I mm. don't, my, mine is here. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people are here and I can't, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. So it hasn't been a huge struggle for me, to be honest, because I set myself up properly from the very beginning. And I only surround myself with goodness, with the right people. And honestly, they could be two people yeah. and I'm okay with that. I don't need a crowd. I don't need a crowd of nothingness or or darkness and people with dark hearts. Like, Amen. I'm okay. And honestly, if it's just me in the room by myself and it's only me, I'm okay with that too. That's... I don't know why. That's so. But awesome. I really am, yeah. That's. I, really I am, hope so. my daughters grow up. Both of them. I hope both of them grow up. I. I. am telling you. I know that. Um, I. I see some of those qualities, like you were talking about with your daughter. You know, and it's like. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. It's okay. So, like it's okay to lean on yourself and yourself only. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes. I, I'm I'm seeing some of the comments. Joe, my buddy Joe said he's going to Mr. <laughs> World, but <laughs> do it, Joe. Mr. World, do it. <laughs> For me, it's about being round and blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um so after uh, at some point you stopped doing the pageantry stuff, right? Well, yeah, you know, it the end in mind was this. The, the being better, feeling better about myself, the biggest thing was breaking down my 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 communication wall and opening up the fields, right? Yeah. And then the end of mine was just um, with hoping to be in modeling and or acting at some point. Hey, Ricardo. 
And um, that's when I got picked up because it was um, televised, the pageant in Minnesota. Uh, And so, and also Mrs. America was televised as well. So I got picked up by agencies in Minneapolis and that's when everything spurred. It's exactly what I wanted to happen, happened. Wow. (laughs) So I was more visible. I got picked up. um, And that's when- What's that mean picked up? I got like signed in a, in a limo. <laughs> What's that mean? Like, oh, you got signed with a modeling agency? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, yeah, modeling and acting agencies. I think I had like five agents in Minneapolis, to be honest. Wow. And um, yeah, and I was busy. I did my first audition and landed my first SAG commercial. That's how like I was in. I was like going. Your it was first happening. what? I landed my first audition and it was a, a SAG commercial for Best Buy. What's SAG? What's the, oh, that's the Screen acting, Actors Guild. The union. Union. Mm-hmm. As, okay. And it was a well-paying job. Okay. So they hire SAG actors for commercials? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. For mm-hmm. Best Buy? Yeah, for Best Buy. It was my first job. First audition, landed it, and it was just like I was landing everything after that. Wow. And I just think I'm not trying so damn hard. I'm just being, you know? It's just, and I'm listening. I'm listening to, like, what they're saying to me. I'm taking direction. And it's just, and I think it also came into a beautiful time in work where um, ambiguity is is perfect because I'm ethnically ambiguous. I can be relatable, but also authenticity being real and being relatable on um, that's when commercials were really just wanting to be relatable and not these aspirational housewives and like, darling, food is on the table. Love. Like, you know, it's just like, darling, Hey, Hey, the food's on the table. You know, it was like that. And I was like, and I just fall into that. Oh my easily. Hold it. Do that again. <laughs> I can't do it because it just comes out. I don't know. <laughs> That was great. So, so wow, we have got, you've got fans on here. There's Sandy Archer. Hey, Sandy. Sandy well, Bing. Oh, Fung. Fung. Uh, that's so <laughs> awesome. There's similar last name, Kubaki, Ryback, I don't know, the B-A-C-K ending. Oh, love that. So, <laughs> so you started now. So pageantry and, and acting are two completely different things. Yes. They're not related. Mm, actually, a lot of pageant women go on to being um, on TV. Okay, it's Halle Berry, for instance. She's an okay. actress. It's I think it's about like present presenting and um and I think pageantry helps you gain the look and the eyes on you. And how right. can you capture um how can you capture their hearts? Right. And I think acting is kind of similar in that way. How do you capture the hearts of your audience? Yeah. Great coupon. Yes. <laughs> Joe Ingram says, um, Glenn says, you aren't here to be a struggling actor. You attract the opportunities to you. You is all you need. Can True you tell Joe, Joe, Joe's a student? <laughs> Joe paid attention <laughs> to Glenn. So, so, okay. So you booked 
your first gig was with Best Buy. Yeah. That's crazy. So I hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah you did. And and then did you get into movies and TV shows? Have you done anything? In so in Minneapolis, it's more of a non-union commercial town. So okay. Minneapolis, it's General Motor, General Motors, General Mills is based there. Best okay. Buy, Target, corporate office. Um, a lot of big restaurant industries are there, like corporations. So it's a big corporate town. So you're going to have more corporations. Um, picking you up like commercial work um that because this i mean this is my first time doing any of that then there's msnbc based there and i started modeling for that and then i was getting um trained to be a tv host there and then just wow. when all that was happening i found out we were moving to arizona what? that's where i met yeah that's where i met fong too there hey, Anish. Uh... um and so i was not able to uh, like move in on that situation, that opportunity. So I kind of started over a bit in, um, in Arizona and that too is a commercial town. Not, not a lot of films happening there either. Um, but hmm. all the other, yeah, it's mostly commercial work, were but you this in, is, what part of it you were in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Scottsdale. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I was signed there. And then I found out I was moving to Florida, got signed there, Florida again, lost their um, tax incentives. So they lost a lot of film opportunities. So I wasn't in a film town there either. Dallas, not much of a film town either. And then finally, oh, thanks, Ricardo. <laughs> uh, it's fun, yeah. So I've done some hosting, um, hosting opportunities where just I talk about coffee makers or, you know, things of that sort, things like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, would you uh, would you would you be willing to do a Keurig commercial? Oh yeah, I'll take Keurig. Keurig, pay attention. Keurig, bring it. Come here. on, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've you've what what sort of films have you movies uh, or did we're not there yet? You're still in in Scottsdale. Well, yeah, but the thing is, this it's um. The thing is, it's I went to commercial, right? And yeah. I went to modeling, lots of modeling, booking lots of um, catalog work and um, lifestyle work. And then the next step after that is TV film. So honestly, I was getting kind of bored with um, all the commercial work. It, it's very easy for me and, and easy is boredom to me. And so I wanted to challenge myself. So this is when I moved to Dallas two years ago, that's when I started going, I'm going to take part of it uh, right <laughs> <laughs> no you know i was in the i was in the you know there's a crowd in the middle not the popular not the nerds i was yeah. the one in the middle yeah like i felt like i i got along with everybody i really spanned all all those groupies in high school i was never like part of one i was in the middle but anyway but this is what i'm doing and it's only been two years in the making but wow. i did a short film with a friend, um, Tony Kane Honeyset, who wrote a book and made a short film on that. Keurig meet Yasmin, that's right, bring it. Let's <laughs> yeah. tag them, tag, hashtag. Yeah, hashtag Keurig. <laughs> and then um, I submitted myself for a movie called Run, Hide, Fight. 
And I landed a role there, which is um, one of the first ones to come out of COVID for the Venice Film Festival. So hopefully that'll come out to theaters. And then, um, yeah, I'm just, I got a independent role um, that I end up having to decline for next month that's shooting. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, the roles are coming. The film and TV stuff is really coming now. And after studying and um, in Glenn's workshop, I literally probably there 20 hours a week. Yeah. 20, like I spend time, I'm all in and um, observing and taking other people's notes and incorporating them into my, mo my own and like just really di diving in and learning it. And it's paying off because I am getting those opportunities where I'm actually landing film roles now. So wow. now I'm in the, now I'm in the hot spot. I'm in Atlanta. So I'm looking to shine here and really land as many roles as I can. And I'm really getting lots of great opportunities. So yeah, you know, I think because, it's going to really blossom from here. Because of, of my friendship with Glenn, I've, you know, he's, he's enlightened me. I, there's so much I didn't know about all of this. Like, and I think most people don't. And, but like Atlanta is literally the new Hollywood. For real. Yes, it is. Yes, I, I mean, um, it is. I have to say it's already surpassed Dallas by a lot. Yeah. Um, the opportunities here. I also happen to be signed with an agent that believes in me. Um, her name That's is important. Julie Martin at BMG. Mm -hmm. When someone yeah. believe when, when there's belief in you, yeah. I mean, you, you, they, they, they fight for you. They look out for your best interest. There, there's an investment there. And I yeah. go with that. And that was my feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with this group. And it's paid off. It really has. It's worked out really, really well. So yeah, it's exciting. Wow. I get, I do submissions literally every day. So um, production isn't quite up yet in Atlanta. We're about 50% up from what I understand. But the it's already busy. I can't imagine when we're 100% full steam ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah, Corey, I love that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody hit that on Twitter, on er, everywhere. <laughs> Just put, pump it out there. Take some screenshots right now and throw it out on Instagram. Tag me, Keurig, and, and Yasmin. <laughs> Just go for it. So, um, and let, yeah, let's make it trend. That would be cool. How cool would it be if Keurig like went, you know, uh, we got this girl's just too cute. Let's call her. Yes. Bring coffee <laughs> to her lips, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so, okay. So along the way you, so you've got some really great things happening. Um, but I do want you to, if you're willing to um, mm -hmm. talk about the, the big life challenge you you faced and i don't even know what year that was yasmin but i i think so, i'm gonna find out yeah it was 20 my diagnosis was in 2017 um you know i was laying flat on a yoga map and um my favorite kind of exercise is ballet bar and i was laying flat and i felt like um this this pain in my chest mm. and this nodule I mean, not a nodule, a mass, you know, it was wow. not a small thing. And so I, I lifted up and I went to it. I felt like a huge mass in my breast. And so oh I went and I had just moved to Florida at that time from Scottsdale. And um, 
honestly, I was busy with the kids, getting them set up with doctors, kind of being pushing myself off to the side a bit. But then it took me about a week or two to get the nerve to be like, God, this thing still hurts. And I actually had my husband touch it to see if I was like, it was in my head, you know? Have you ever had that? You're like, just like, mm-hmm. is it just yeah. me? And he yeah. touched it. And, and when his eyes bugged out, uh, I was like, okay, this is real. He feels wow. it too. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the nurse and me, I was just going to get down to the bottom of it, to be honest. And so I went to the doctor and I ended up bringing my daughter, my younger one, because I was like, I'm in and out. This is like a quick thing. I got established. What year was this again? uh, 2017. So three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And um, I hadn't even had an OB-GYN. I haven't had a doctor, primary care doctor. I had nothing set up. So I started from scratch, went to a primary care doctor. He's like, touched it. And he's like, let's go to the OB-GYN route. So he refers me to an OB-GYN. Next, the following week, I go to the OB-GYN. He's like, let's get a mammogram. Next, a few days later, I get a mammogram. And I'm, you know, and they, they your boobs in a vice. And I have no boobs because I'm like Filipina. I have no boobs. And so I'm like, you're going to put this in this thing and squeeze me? But anyway, she goes there and she's, she takes me in and she's mad at me. And I was like, and she's like, I thought you told me that you have no um, discharge from your, your breast. I'm like, I don't. And she goes, well, here's a tissue because you're bleeding. So I look down and there's just blood coming out of my nipple while it's in this oh vice. So I, in my head as a nurse, I'm going, wow, this cannot be good. Things are not supposed to be coming out of your nipple. <laughs> what? So you're laughing she, about it. Wow. Seriously. And so I have my daughter in the room who's my little girl in the weight room while I'm getting this done. Cause I'm like, I'm in, I'm out. This is going to be easy. Yeah. And then she receives in that, anger turned into softened when she saw that my daughter was in the weight room and we went to collect her and go into another room. And I was like, as a nurse, I know what this means. I know that she's being nice now. Mm. And I know this is she's being nice because she knows what's up. Something's up. But I was like, oh, and she, I was like, wait, we have to go to a counts- consultation room. Like she kept on shifting me to all these rooms. Like, no, this other doctor wants to look at you now. No, now you're in the consultation. I was like, all right. So we go in there and she's being like extraordinarily kind. She went from mm. cranky to kind. And I was like, this is uh, that feeling I was getting. So um, they said, we need to excise it and take a sample and see what's what's up with that. We're not sure. Your breasts are so dense. We can't see through this mammogram. It's t- so tough, but it could be nothing. Yeah. So I went on that. I got excised it out and um, I had to come back for the results. And I, my husband came with me. I said, you know, you sh-, he's like, you want me to go with you? I mean, come on, like, should I go? I'm like, well, yeah, but let's, um, let's go, let's grab lunch. And then, yeah, I'll be quick. But I go in there and she sits me down and she's like, you've got cancer. And I'm like, really? And she's like, mm-hmm. it came back positive. And uh, I was like, wow, I guess we're not going to lunch. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, never would I ever, ever have thought I'd have that. And, and I felt, I seriously can, this mask just came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know where it's been. I think it was just, I was in my head, I'm like, God, this is fast growing. Cause I clearly don't remember it being 
there like a month ago and there it is. And I, I have lots of lumps in my breasts anyway, because I'm just, uh, I have a lot of hormone changes and, and that kind of thing. And I just honestly thought it was one of those. So wow. listen to your body, know your body. And if there's any changes, just get it looked at, get to the source. There's, to, you know, medicine is so great nowadays. Yeah. So I, we sat outside the bench of the center of the medical center in Florida. And I was like, wow, what do we do from here? But I, wow. it's what do you do? But I knew that I had so many options and I knew that we have come so far with breast cancer these days yeah. um, that I knew it would be okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm in a world of okay. Like I know I can always push through. I know that, and, and it's that struggle thing again. Like nothing is a barrier for me. It may be a struggle, but I can, I always have faith in myself that it'll, things will always come out at yeah. the other end. Well, yeah. Um, honestly, I went into like nurse mode. I felt like I was just, okay, let's get my team together. Let's do this. Let's do that. I mean, there was work to be done and I was yeah. going to have it and I was going to do it quickly and we're going to do it swiftly and it'll be fine. Like, but everyone around me was like falling apart um, with wow. the diagnosis. Yeah, really? it was crazy. Yeah. How, your, um, what about your like your immediate family, your husband, your kids? Were they with you? Were they good? Were they? Yeah, it was one of the hardest things care? my husband has been through. Um, wow. He was. I was in the bedroom, and he went into the walk-in closet and had a conversation with his mom, and he literally couldn't speak. Oh, he wow. was so choked up and, and he couldn't even say the words. And so she was like, are the girls okay? Like, is this okay? Uh, like what's going on? And he just couldn't speak. He couldn't even say, just, and, and the finally he was able to say like, she has cancer. So, um, wow. Yeah. I don't. And it was almost to an extent that my mom had to ask my oncologist, is this behavior normal? <laughs> for most patients that you see what Yasmin, because she's like not crying. She's not freaked out. Like, is, does she like, basically does she need help? Like help. And I was like, I was like, is there a problem with being pragmatic and like having a system and knowing to go down your priority list and what to do, like an action and plan? Like, I'm an action. Right. And all the people, my mom's a nurse. Yes. People. Well, like, I have you not heard the news? Like, no, have you not I, heard Susan G. Komen? Like things are happening here. Right. And I think that, you know, my wife's brother was diagnosed with leukemia at six years old mm. and at, um, and she was 11 and he had to have a bone marrow transplant at six years old, which is a freaking painful thing. And my wife, it's my wife yeah. was the donor. She was the donor to him. Only oh match. my gosh. The only match was my wife. Wow. And and so, you know, and he's been he's had bouts off and on. He's 46, 47 years old now and mm -hmm. he's had bouts off and on his whole life. All kinds of radiation and chemo, so his vision's affected, but one of the most positive people that I know. He is like just like everything in life is just like, whatever I'm here for, I get to enjoy today. That's it. Like, let's roll. Let's, you know, it does nothing stops him. And that's, it sounds like that's the attitude and energy you're putting out to. Well, well I, I'll be I, honest I, with you. 
I don't know why, but I'm not afraid of death. I don't know why. I'm I can't even explain it to you. I I live my life every day. I'm grateful. I wake up and you know my grandfather and I feel like I get my optimism and my perspective on life from my grandfather. It's just he's just like when you ask him how he's doing, he has this like Puerto Rican voice. And he's like, "Hey, it's a good day today." <laughs> you know, he's always like, "How you doing?" It's a good day. You know, he's always good like that. <laughs> Like that's how that's his response, and he means it. Yeah. And my uncle has the same thing, and I have the same thing. It's a beautiful day. What? Because I open my eyes and I'm breathing, and my heart is beating, and the sun is shining. Yeah. That's why it's amazing. And when those small things matter, and that's amazing to you, the fact that you have a day to live is like, <laughs> and I think, yeah. <laughs> and I'm really honest. I don't. I don't know. I'm not afraid of death. Hey, Karen. Oh, uh, Karen knows my story. She knows. Karen is like one of my friends' moms. Okay. My mom has like two really good friends and my mom's a tough mom. Karen knows this too. She would always be like, can you just let Jasmine go to prom or Yasmin go to prom? And my mom would be like, no, not with boys. Boys can <laughs> No, boys can impregnate her. She can get impregnant. I want to stop the cycle of pregnancy early on in life. And she was like one of the few people that would fight for me to have a normal childhood because my mom would like keep me in a bubble. Oh she was like, God. you can't go out. No, you can't do those things. She was wow. really super, super protective. Yeah. Breasts are the universal feminine. Yeah. But you know, when me, I'm being Asian and I had no boobs already, <laughs> Lopping them off was like not that far of a difference, to be honest. So, <laughs> and I'm in plastic oh surgery. God. I know the beauty of what a boob can look like with uh, implants. So I was like, so I have breast cancer in my one breast and I was a stage zero. So after they took it out, my you breast, were stage I was like, zero? I was a stage zero. That's how early on I caught it. But when they took wow. the cancer out, they tested it and it actually, they upgraded me to a size size a stage one so it was more aggressive okay. they found out so i had surprise chemotherapy i was not supposed to have chemo but i ended up having chemo i err on being um conservatively aggressive with things and i was like bring it on let's do the chemo and don't take one take both my boobs please like we don't need it just take them it's all right and they were like my doctor did not want to take my other boob i was like take it take it We've got symmetry. We'll have no boobs. This will be great. Don't make me walk around with one. Seriously, stop. No, take them both. And so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh it's and I can't. You're I can't attitude. I, I I like. There's nobody like you on this planet. That is unbelievable. <laughs> You're like. Well, think about it. Do you want one of anything? <laughs> I mean, we got one nose. That's fine. But do you want one of anything walking right. around when you're supposed to have two? Like, who wants that? No. And you know, I'm about low maintenance. I just don't want to deal with like having one filled breast and bra and one not like go, no, go away. Just take it all. It's fine. Wow. So yeah. Wow. And my scars wow. are ugly. If you see my chest, it's like a train wreck. I'll be honest with you. Wow. And um, yeah, I have only one nipple guys just saying, but uh, wow. we're working on it. I'm actually deciding this is might be too much information if you want to know. So turn me <laughs> off about now. Turn me off right now if you don't want to hear this. 
<laughs> okay, good. Okay, I'm off. Yeah. I'm off. Okay. So <laughs> we're getting, am, we're starting to get R rated. So oh god. Put the kids to bed. I'm I'll kidding. say the N-word then. N. <laughs> the N-word. I I haven't decided if I want no ends or two ends. So I'm literally walking around with only one and I'm still trying to figure out do I want both of them if I, you know, I just want one or none. And wow. I'm still figuring that out. So I'm going to I have one more surgery left to be honest um for reconstruction. Wow. Oh, Karen, thank you. That's yeah, she helped take care of my girls and yeah, she knows she knows me very very well. Oh, Mitch. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Joan, thanks. So, um, wow, 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 wow. Yes, yeah, double, just do it. Because you don't you want, this are, is the thing. Do you want to worry about breast cancer coming into the other breast? Like, you know, like, I don't want anything weighing me down because I just like, I'm a, I'm a free spirit and I just want to be like free of worry because I don't want to live my life. It's something I choose not to live with. I'm okay with that. So um, that's why I said, honestly, take the other breast too. I don't want to worry about that. I want to be free of worry, yeah. free of any of that. And I want to live a long life, you know, as, yeah. as best as I can. And my chances are best if you take them both. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Charles Coachman says, go with three, stand out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would so, be almost a uniboob. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever had this quite a, an in-depth this much boob talk about boobs on my show ever. So, mm. but I, Hey, I think that it's important because, um, I, I you know, women need to address this, like get checked. So I, um, if you want, you can go on YouTube. I kind of chronicled it, my journey went on YouTube. And my husband just was like, you should just post it. And my mom didn't want me to post anything of my cancer diagnosis online, on Facebook, especially. Um, and I was just like, well, then now I'm sitting with it all by my lonesome self. Like, what do I do with this information now? Like all by myself. Yeah. And I was just like, it would, and I wanted to talk about it and I wasn't shy about it. And that would, that wouldn't be me if I hit it. Cause I'm, as you guys may know, I don't, I talk about everything, but yeah. it's just, it just wouldn't be me. So I posted it and oh my gosh, the love and support. And honestly, um, if you don't know your worth, I did not know my worth at that until I posted, I had cancer the um the outpour of love i know that i have relationships and the relationships i have with people are are connected and genuine and great but i didn't know i mattered that to mm. that extent honestly i didn't know i mattered wow it was so eye opening um that i matter to people you, you know that i matter to spirit yes you do matter i matter i had no idea um, wow. Yeah. I, that was, um, probably one of the most beautiful outcomes that I had out of that, that I mattered. You definitely. And matter. so, and with that, 
um, I've had like 30 women who saw my post and went and got mammograms literally within a six month period, they all scheduled their mammograms. And I said, please just go get it. Um, it's, it's, it's easy. It's comfortable. They really make it friendly now for women. And about um, five women came back positive with cancer. So wow. I felt like, God, had I kept it all to myself? Like these beautiful women that I know and connected with would never would have might've caught this too late in their life. And wow. my, my, my matron of honor, my wedding, Susan Quick, she actually had pretty extensive stage cancer. Wow. And um, and she got her mammogram a little later than um, maybe she should have, but she's but she's kicking. She's doing it. And there we share hair stories and hairstyle stories. Um, <clears throat> and I went bald and embraced it and um, and it's just hair. Like it was great. So I um I set a trend of like all the stages of hair growth <laughs> like how to fix your hair during it um but yeah but the journey is there it's on youtube wow. and it's raw and it's real you could see me sitting in a chemo chair you could see me wearing the digna cap so i put this cap on it's just brand new fda approved literally um they freeze your scalp and when they take it off you literally have ice on your head and you can't get out of the chair so fast because um you have to let it melt and like kind of you basically need to defrost. And I've done that. I posted stuff like that so women can understand like what the process is about, um, how to embrace what you, the whole cancer journey, how I went through shades of orange, blonde, lavender, and brunette in my hair, like just had fun with it. So Wow. Yeah, I mean, you could check it all out. It's super, it's super. So, so you, you have a YouTube channel and it's is it under Yasmin Ryback. Is that it? Yeah. Or? Yasmin Ryback. You can click it on. Um, yeah. Just and, really great goodness coming out of it. Like showing up at the barbershop and I literally, oh my gosh, you, you could just see her. I'm going to share it. Let me see. I can screen share, right? Yep. You can and, and I, you know, while you're doing that, I got to say, you, you know, I teach live streaming and my buddy, David Anthony over in the UK says, you look like Eva Mendez. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he, he said, where did he say up here somewhere that hot chick in the movie hitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my so, God. So, but you know, I, I teach live streaming. I teach people like get your message, your whatever it is. Like you think that it's not important, but I promise you that it is. I, I see oh, yeah. the stream down. So you're gonna click on a different tab or something. Oh, there you it is. You see it now? Okay, yeah. so this is okay. This is my first haircut. But what happened is that the cap that I was put on my head, it was wow. not fit properly. So I had horrendous bald spots. Check it out. Uh, but this is the, do you see the bald spots? Yeah. And the top especially. And I just said, take it all off, please. So wow. she took it all off. I was like, why am I trying to pretend like I have hair? And why am I trying to pretend like it actually looks good? It is doesn't that your look daughter? good. Is that your daughter yeah. sitting there? Yeah. Aww. And so I just was like, take it all off, right? Let's like Aww. not pretend. And then that's that. And then this is the end. I love wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this main chemo. And then that's the IVs. 
Yeah. It's real. Wow. It's good. Yeah. Wow. Jasmine, you are absolutely amazing. Wow. So um, how do we find you on YouTube? Just Yasmine Ryback? Yep. So you can um, you can find me just as Yasmine Ryback and um, you'll find all my work on there and you'll sign, you'll find the journey and the wow. journey continues. Um, Cause I'll start posting about my new life in Atlanta and um, how things are going here. Cause I think it's about to get exciting. <laughs> and if you are, you know, looking for one of the best leading actresses in the world, <laughs> For a movie, um, you got to get in touch with Yasmin. You're you're amazing. I, I'm so grateful that we're friends. Number one, I know. Thank you to Glenn Morshauer. Big, huge shout out to that guy. He's absolutely. Just, I know, but you yeah. know, like attracts like, and I love that. And and this is like what I'm saying. Like my my threshold is small for the people, and you are in my circle, Ken. And Glenn is very much. Um, a primary in my circle. And it's just, we connect with the same like people, you know, yeah. I love that. You're yeah. amazing. Thank you. I no, hope, no. I hope every woman listening, um, and I still need to connect you with my friend, Sherry Matthews. You need to meet her. The member, the, the shirt I showed you that she, invented. Yes. yeah, yes. You guys, you guys need to connect. That's brilliant. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Yasmin, you're amazing. Where where's the best social media place for everybody to follow you? Where are you? Um, I'm yeah, I'm on Instagram. Okay. You can DM me on Instagram as Yasmin Ryback. Um, okay. YouTube. I'm on YouTube as well. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have a public figure in Facebook as well. So you can find me, find me anyone. Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. So Chuck pick said, one and go with it. Chuck, when you were showing the pictures with your hair off, he said, OMG, you're still pretty. <laughs> Guess it's your heart. It is. You have such an amazing oh, Chuck, heart. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you're, you're an inspiration. My gosh, you've, um, I know you've helped some people. I know you have today. So good. I certainly do. Well, embrace keep, love, yeah. you know, be awake, alive and engaged in life and, you know, just do and be, you know? Yeah. And I'm just, Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Ken. Thank you. Don't hang yeah. up. I am going to end the live stream, but don't hang up on me. Hang out for a second. All right. <laughs> you guys, thank you. If you didn't share this out, please share this out. And if you have shared it out, please share it out again, because the world needs to hear Yasmin's story. So thank you all for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. Yasmin, I love you. Thank you for being here. Mm, thanks. Thanks for everyone. Thanks for listening and sharing. We'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.